Hello there. This is Eric Sinrod along with my colleague Jonathan Armstrong. We're bringing you your weekly Tech Law 10. I know you're all excited about this. This is podcast number 131, and we're going strong. Um, Jonathan, wow. I understand, well, I know for a fact you do a lot of traveling, and I'm just concerned that you don't end up in some sort of a dark hotel. What can you tell us about that? Well, thanks, Eric. And it's uh, uh, Jonathan Armstrong here, jonathan.armstrong at cordycompliance.com. And it's a technical term rather than one of those trendy hotels known only by one initial that don't have any lights. Um, but dark hotel is a term that's been called, uh, coined by the well-known uh, Russian uh, security expert Eugene Kaspersky, who has been looking at some attacks which began back in 2007 on corporate executives. Now, uh, the Kaspersky report's interesting, but I've also some personal knowledge of this when uh, looking at some incidents and some threats for clients. I'm limited in what I can say, but in short, there is uh, certainly a campaign currently sponsored by some uh, organizations out there to get close to corporate executives, particularly those in uh, U.S. and U.K.-based entities. And the attacks come in various forms, but basically there has been an effort to get hold of travel plans from these executives. So uh, the flights they'll be on and the hotels and the locations they'll be in. Now, why, might you ask? Well, uh, the reason is that that seems to be a setup for a second attack called Dark Hotel. And what happens then is when these individuals log into their hotel room, they log into the Wi-Fi or the Ethernet as well and start and download information. And what seems to be happening is that that uh, stream of data, if you like, is then tapped into by the attackers. Now, this is what's, uh, I suppose, similar to what's called spear phishing. So rather than send a phishing email to thousands of people, you send it only to one or two, that, and the attack is specifically targeted at those individuals because of the data that's on their laptops. And that seems to be what's been happening here. And the attack works, or at least the Kaspersky, uh, uh, the attack that Kaspersky has detect, uh, detected, it works by telling you that you need to update some software, software that most executives would expect to see an update box for. So you need a new version of Adobe, for example. And when you download what you think is the Adobe uh, update, the uh, the villains, if you like, have got hold of your laptop. And it seems that these attacks have been detected in hotels in Japan, Taiwan, China, Hong Kong, Russia, South Korea, India, Indonesia, Germany, the U.S., and Ireland. Um, Kaspersky said that the report is well-resourced, but don't identify, and of course we could guess uh, who's behind it. 
uh, one of the commentators from the Oxford Internet Institute, Ian Brown, has said, this is a wake-up call to big company CEOs. And I think that's undoubtedly the case. Um, the attacks aren't limited to Adobe updates. They've been detected with Google updates, Windows Messenger, and so on. But it shows, I think, in the short term, that organizations need to educate all of their executives, particularly their senior executives, not to update software when they're connected to a hotel Wi-Fi or even uh, hard cabled into the hotel's network. They also can't trust digital certificates. That used to be the old way of telling people you can trust stuff with a padlock. Uh, at least three different uh, certificate organizations seem to have had their certificates copied um, in these attacks. And the villains are then able to steal computer off the hard drive, including passwords. They're able to uh, install key loggers, which record and transmits, uh, transmits all of a user's keyboard activity. So again, can be used to access passwords. Uh, the system can be used to send viruses uh, called Trojans, into the keyboard, even telling it which antivirus software has been installed so that they can use uh, workarounds. And there's a whole sort of, uh, you know, three or four other different vectors of attack, types of attack that have been detected uh, in this piece of research. So I think there's a clear warning there for organizations that they need to uh, update their policy, uh, update their own internal procedures, and that might include updating their software, and also in training individuals. And that's something we've been doing a lot of recently. They might want to look at um, software, um, for example, like CompuTrace, that will help track mobile devices in different uh, locations so that they can offer extra advice to senior executives if they know that they're going into any of those countries that are on the dark hotel list as well, particularly. So I think it's quite a major problem. And I haven't seen it reported much at all, uh, Eric, which I think is also worrying because the only way to defeat these attacks is really through awareness uh, so that you can take preventative measures. And I'm wondering if that's been big news in the U.S. You know, I'm not sure it's big news in the U.S. yet. You know, I, for one, speaking, um, I, I do want to compliment you on this topic and the level of detail. And you've certainly matched me. I remember last week you, you were surprised <laughs> by how much, how great yeah. I got in terms of the aviation industry. And I think you've done the same here. So, you know, bravo, although the news is not good. In fact, this sounds almost as bad as the Hotel California. You might remember the Eagles song from the 70s where <laughs> you, can check, you can check in, but you can never leave. Here it sounds like you can check in and you can have all your data stolen, which is not a good yeah. thing. But I'm wondering, Jonathan, you know, my main response point is, is this yet just one more reason why business travel might not be a good idea unless absolutely necessary when we can do so much virtually I mean, with virtual meetings and teleconferencing and, uh, you know, here you and I are doing this podcast and I believe you're in the UK right now and I'm in California, not in the Hotel California at the moment, mm -hmm. but... Is this is, is, is the main preventative uh, measure for companies simply not to show up in hotels and not to travel 
unless they absolutely have to. Uh, what, what else can we tell people uh, in terms of uh, uh, not becoming a victim of the types of uh, nefarious activities you've described so well? Yeah, I think that's an interesting point, isn't it? I guess for most businesses, travel is now a necessity for them, even you know, with all the risks it brings. But some stuff possibly isn't. I mean, the, the danger, of course, I guess, of updating dating software is some software updates are pretty crucial. If you're away for four weeks on the trot and you're a busy executive, then there probably is time that you need to update software even if you're only updating the antivirus software to stop other attacks happening. So, so I think for many businesses, not traveling isn't an option and not downloading stuff when out of the home environment uh, or the home office environment isn't, isn't an option either. And I suspect it's just another one of those things that goes onto the CISO's plate, the Chief Information Security Officer's plate, and the Head of Legal's plate, to work through how they can get a solution that manages the risks appropriately uh, from a position of knowledge rather than ignorance, because ignorance is likely to get you into big trouble with uh, having to report a security breach, with the loss of client confidential data, with the loss of things like you know Formula One's hacks with engine plans, and also in trouble with the regulators. You know, we all know 2% of global annual turnover is the proposal for fines for these sort of attacks under the EU rules. So we have to take it seriously now. This is business critical stuff. Yeah, it just seems like with every technological advance, there's, you know, something happening on the other side that brings a risk. And as I've said when I speak, you know, from the dawn of time, there's always a certain element of the human population that's up to mischief. And unfortunately, sometimes they're pretty sophisticated in doing so. And so we always have to be on guard. So we probably reached our 10 in the Tech Law 10. Uh, great topic, Jonathan. Thank you for the detail. Really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Eric Sinrod. I'm with Dwayne Morris LLP. My uh, email address, of course, is ejsinrod at DwayneMorris.com. You know where to find us on the various social media outlets like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. And always I give the honor to Jonathan. Uh, our scholar to uh, close down this particular podcast, and we'll look forward to number 132 next time. Jonathan? Yeah, thanks for the kind words, Eric. And I'm uh, Jonathan.Armstrong at CaudryCompliance.com, Caudry, C-A-R-D-E-R-Y. And as Eric said, we always uh, look forward to connecting with you and engaging with you. If there's topics you think we should be covering, let us know. If you think there are better solutions than those that we stabbed at in this podcast to this particular issue, let us know that as well. And we look forward to hearing from you and speaking to you next week. Take care. Cheers.